welcome to ESC Pulse, the podcast that beats into the heart of Eurovision. My name's Kylie, hello, hi, and it's coming home, it's coming home, <laughs> and as always, joining me. <laughs> um, I'm John, hello. Um, yes, it, it certainly is risk, at risk of <laughs> wreaking the wrath of, of some of our listeners. Yes, it, it is coming home. <laughs> And by home, we don't mean the home of Eurovision. We mean our home. Our home. <laughs> yes, thank you. This, this, this bin fire. No, this beautiful country of ours. <laughs> you sounded so sincere when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, this is a special podcast because we usually don't do news coverage in the off season but considering that the uk is hosting eurovision next year and it's um the eurovision new year it's now september and also the host city is probably going to be announced by the end of the month we think it's probably a good time to do a special podcast to discuss the seven cities that are in contention to host uh, eurovision 2023 (laughs) It feels surreal. I know. <laughs> it hasn't sunk in yet. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't even like. I the the last time the UK hosted it, I don't know if I mentioned this when we did our 1998 review, but um, like I had vague memories of Dana International, but I had no idea what Eurovision was until the following year that's when I actively started watching it every year so this is kind of like yeah I finally get to fully experience a UK Eurovision absolutely well Birmingham 98 was the night I became a a fan I I would say Um, but um, it's still a long 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 time ago Um, so it it just hasn't sunk in, and I don't I don't feel like I can really get excited about it until we have you know tangible signs that the Eurovision's here. Yeah, you know, Euro, Eurovision billboards, Eurovision trains, Eurovision trams. That's when I'm going to get you know completely. I'm going to be on the ceiling for the rest of the, the season. Yeah, and <laughs> just to give you guys just an idea of how long it's been and to make all of the old Eurovision fans feel old. We were both 10 in 98 and now we're in our mid-30s so yeah. Thanks! (laughs) Oh, thanks for that. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to go through all seven of the host city contenders. Uh, we're going to go in alphabetical order. Uh, we're going to talk about like what we know about the city and also spit some basic facts like what the likely arena is, pretty much how suitable it is for a big international event like Eurovision in terms of like public transportation and stuff like that and previous experience of hosting similar events and stuff like that and um 
yeah we're also going to discuss which cities are probably the most likely to win the bid pretty much so yeah it's pretty much a loose discussion like that pretty much pretty much yeah i mean selfishly i just hope it's whichever one has the most seats in the arena (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, thankfully i've noted down which uh, what the capacity is for each arena so i know the answer to that (laughs) but we'll get to it later (laughs) um so yeah um first of all um uh before we get started with uh, the seven candidates um are there any surprises um in terms of emissions well obviously london is like the obvious one like granted i've said before that i never thought that it was going to be in london because it's just too big for eurovision it's just like a big sprawling metropolis and uh, but even then i was kind of surprised that it wasn't even shortlisted (laughs) i mean london has so many different places that could act as a venue but if you plonk Eurovision down in London, you wouldn't know it was there. Yeah. Whereas in all of the shortlisted cities, I think they would come alive with this, the Eurovision spirit. Yeah. And also on a side note, I'm kind of sad that um, Cardiff is it, it didn't get considered. And I, but I kind of expected it because we didn't really have a suitable enough venue. So, I mean, our arena is like not even 10,000, which is way too small for Eurovision. And of course, the Principality Stadium is just way too big. So it was never going to happen, unfortunately. The wait for a Welsh ESC goes on. Yeah. I mean, I've I've heard that there is a new arena coming, but it obviously won't be ready in time. (laughs) you have us in 2023 ah well okay so let's go through all these cities so we're gonna go in alphabetical order alphabetical order sorry um alphabetical spaghetti (laughs) and uh of course we're gonna start with the most recent city in the uk to host eurovision which is birmingham (laughs) (laughs) brum (laughs) <laughs> of course, um, we know that, um, as we just mentioned, it previously hosted Eurovision. In fact, it was probably the first Eurovision to be held in an arena space. So, like, and it's, um, like, just under 16,000 capacity, the old NEC arena. It's now called the Utilita Arena, but uh, it'll probably won't be referred to that by the ebu because they don't like sponsorship um so yeah <laughs> just under sixteen thousand, which is like just about the perfect spot for uh an arena size um most recently it hosted this year's commonwealth games so if it can handle that it can definitely hold, handle eurovision and um it's also got an international airport so um yeah um personally i think um 
out of the seven cities, there are two definite front runners. But I think that if those two bids, like, fail to impress the BBC and the EBU, I think Birmingham would be a very good backup third choice. I think it's a sensible choice. It's the it's. I think it's the biggest of the cities that are shortlisted. Yeah. Um, so they can certainly house everybody, hopefully. Um, a lot of people are saying it wouldn't be fair if Birmingham got it because they've had it before, but that was 25 years ago. Ha ha ha, a long time ago, was it? <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, I've been I've been to Birmingham. It's it's really nice underrated place. Um, I know it as the as the home of Alison Hammond. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and um, you know, I really would not mind going to Birmingham again. I've only been in Birmingham to change coaches, so like I haven't spent a significant significant amount of time to get a full impression of the city but from what I've seen it looks pretty nice so I wouldn't mind going to Birmingham and of course like it would be pretty easy for me to get to Birmingham because like there's both a direct coach route and a direct um, rail link from South Wales to Birmingham so that'll be pretty handy for me. I discovered the other day that there's a National Express direct coach to Birmingham from where I live. Oh, really? Result. Hey! Because <laughs> <laughs> you kind of live in, um, well, I don't know what you would class Lincolnshire, but kind of Midlands-ish? Um, we're, on, we're on the border between the Midlands and the North. Ah. Uh... I, I, I call us Northerners, but... Um, some northerners probably wouldn't agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I've been to the um, arena that staged Eurovision 98. I went to a Steps concert. <laughs> Ooh. And I tried to um, visit some of the different places that you saw in the intro video of Eurovision 98. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, there's a, you see the canal and some, some various buildings. Uh, there was, however, a Christmas market in the way when I was there, so I probably didn't manage to see everything. Aww. But it was a beautiful Christmas market. Yeah, I imagine so. I love Christmas markets. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> there never used to be a, a, even a mention of whichever country had won but couldn't host. It was like, oh, here's the winner, hands over the trophy, done. Yeah. But this, this is something very new for all of us and for thousands of Eurovision fans who are completely used to the winning country hosting every year. Yeah. What, going to be 43 years of that happening, but not this year? Yeah, it's pretty crazy, that. Yeah. Uh, and it really shows, like how times have changed that instead of just saying oh you're hosting no mention of the previous winners like they actually want to acknowledge that this is basically a ukrainian eurovision hosted in the uk absolutely 
one of the things that might help Birmingham is that it's a very multicultural city, so it 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 would be a very appropriate place to, for that kind of Eurovision to happen. Yeah, I agree. And as you alluded to, they've just hosted the Commonwealth Games. So very recent knowledge of hosting a massive and international event. Yep. Okay. Um, any more comments on Birmingham before we ne go on to the next one? Not really. Okay, so next up is the only non-English city in the shortlist, which is Glasgow. Glasgow. <laughs> Um, uh, I mentioned before that there's two runaway favourites in this, and Glasgow's the first one. Um, I haven't been on the social media for a while, so like, I don't know if it's changed, but from what I can guess, I think this is the fan favourite choice. Um, uh, but I think that, <laughs> like, I think it's a very close second place behind another front runner i think has slightly more of a chance but like i wouldn't be surprised if it does end up in glasgow um like a couple of, it, people think it's it could go to glasgow for a couple of reasons number one so the bbc can appease scotland because <laughs> of the political situation going on and mm -hmm. Uh, the second reason I think why the Glasgow bid is getting a lot of hype is because quite a lot of um, the EC Insight crew are based in Scotland, so naturally oh. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna get behind the Glasgow bid. But um, yeah, I think it's a very close second between behind the the other front runner. I think, but um, I've. Uh, Glasgow is pretty, uh, from what I can tell, pretty suitable to host a big international event like Eurovision. I mean, we've we mentioned the Commonwealth Games with Birmingham. Well, Glasgow has also hosted a Commonwealth Games back in 2014. Um, mm -hmm. The likely um, arena is the Hydro, which is a 13,000 capacity, which is like great number a uh, great capacity number uh for something like eurovision and um of course um eurovision fans will be quick to point out that the hydro exterior was used as the fake arena in fire saga <laughs> so it, it, it'll be kind of like a fun little coincidence if they hosted an actual eurovision um, it's... I love how they cut it out of its foundations and lifted it up and put it in Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah. Um, it does have a kind, slightly smallish international airport. Um, they've got um pretty good um public transport. So yeah, if it goes to Glasgow, I wouldn't complain. Um, well, talking about airports, Edinburgh Airport's not far away either. Um, so they can fly into there if they can't get into Glasgow. Um, and I still have not seen the Eurovision movie. Um, oh no! <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's the principle. Um, <laughs> I think um, Eurovision in Glasgow would be glorious. Pers personally, 
um, it for, for me it would feel feel most like an adventure going up to um, Scotland. I know that they really want it up in Scotland um, to host, and uh, Glasgow would come alive with Eurovision. Yeah, um, that's all I can say really. <laughs> yeah, I think they do a pretty good job. I think. Um, uh, in, you mentioned like the the adventure of getting there. Um, I'd have to get a plane from Bristol to get to Glasgow. That's how oh. far away I am. <laughs> well, it's a tradition to get on a plane to Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Glasgow. Would, another reason Glasgow would be a good choice is because I. I think um, BBC Scotland is right on the arena's doorstep. Oh, okay. I think I think I'm right about that. If I'm not, people I'm sure will write in and tell me. But um, yeah, it it would make a lot of sense. Yeah. So from a logistical point of view, it would also wouldn't be terribly difficult because. I do know I, I do know a couple of BBC shows are filmed in Glasgow as well, so Yeah. Yeah. And it's on the um SEC what they call the SEC campus, which um means there are a, a lot of other large buildings around the, the arena that they could put um press centre, dressing rooms, things like that in. Okay, anything else on Glasgow before we move on? Um, I don't think so. Okay, um, I'm assuming that you haven't been there because I haven't either, so it'll be a kind of a new experience for me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and also it would be a good excuse to go to Scotland because I do have Scot some Scottish ancestry, so it would be a nice excuse for me to visit Scotland, so... Going back to our roots. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to the next um, host city candidate, which is L which is Leeds. Oh, I can't really do a Yorkshire <laughs> accent, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, so... Um, uh, the Likely Arena is the first direct arena, which is just under 14,000, which is a good size. Um, it recently hosted a BBC Sports Personality of the Year show, so like, while it's not like a big international show, it's like a pretty significant domestic one at least, so... Just trying to stretch it uh, a little bit. Um, it's relatively close to two international airports. It's got a direct link to Manchester Airport and also it's got Leeds Bradford Airport as well. I, I spent an afternoon in Leeds and I was pleasantly surprised at how nice the city centre looked because I previously heard bad things about Leeds as a city. But um, uh, if it somehow won the bid, I wouldn't complain. So, you know. I like Leeds. Um, I will probably never know um, what it's like to have my hometown on the Eurovision shortlist, but um, I know some people from Leeds who are absolutely buzzing right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Yorkshire is no stranger to Eurovision. Of course. Don, Donda Esther Harrogate. <laughs> I still haven't been to Harrogate. I must go. I've heard fact, it's nice up there. Oh, it's beautiful. In fact, I'm going to try to get to as many of the UK previous host cities as I can um, now that we've got um, <laughs> Eurovision. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, yeah, I, I understand that um, there's a sizable Ukrainian population in Leeds. Oh, okay. So um, it would be very, very good for the Ukrainian connections for it to go to Leeds. I understand that it's um, less likely than some of the cities, but I'm really pleased to see it on the list. Um, as um, someone who lives near Yorkshire and has grown up with Yorkshire local news <laughs> <laughs> um, and has some, a few friends in Yorkshire, I, I, would, um, I would love to see it. Um, I know it's less likely, but I would love to see it. Right, because you were under the Yorkshire TV, ITV region, weren't you? Indeed, yes. All right. I was under HTV. <laughs> uh, um, anything else on Leeds before we move on? Um, not really. Okay. Um, next up, we go to Liverpool. <laughs> oh, Anne's going to kill me, isn't she? <laughs> um, oh, dear. <laughs> whoops. Okay, so it's got one of the smaller arenas out of the shortlisted cities. It's got the Liverpool Arena, which is an 11,000, which is just about the minimum capacity you would want from a Eurovision arena. Um, it does have a smallish international airport. Um, and um, it, for fun fact, in t um it's one of only two cities um, in this shortlist that is twinned with the Ukrainian city. And in Liverpool's case, it's twin cities with Odessa. So that might help it in terms of the bids. And it's interesting. And it also hosted the 2008 the MTV European Music Awards, which is a pretty big event. So it, it could probably just probably be handle Eurovision if it could handle that as well um I've been to Liverpool once but that was 20 years ago so like my only memories I have is driving past the Aintree race course and also that the city centre had a lot of red brick that's about as much as I remember <laughs> oh well I I'm sure I am definitely not the only person that has frequented this podcast that would love to see a Eurovision in Liverpool. Of course. <laughs> I mean, Liverpool's musical influence all for generations. Um, the Beatles, Jerry and the Pacemakers, Sonia. Um, <laughs> sophisticated. Um, yeah, it was, it was just... It just feels like the city of music in, 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 in our country and the, the arenas down by the Docklands and at the harbour. It's a beautiful, 
area down by the water. Um, yeah, I, I'd, I would also love to see it. Um, I have, I've been to Liverpool a couple of times. I've done the Magical Mystery Tour, actually, Ooh. <laughs> which was great fun. Went to um, going to see um, Penny Lane, Strawberry Fields, um, John and Paul's childhood homes. Ooh. It was lovely. Oh, that sounds like um, something that tourists should keep in mind if it wins the bid. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you mentioned Twin Towns, and um, there's an there's an interesting thing. This isn't about Liverpool, unfortunately, but. Um, so, one of Rotterdam's uh, twin cities was Turin, and one of Turin's twin cities is Glasgow. Hmm. Mm, interesting. <laughs> but uh, yeah, back to Liverpool. Um, yeah, they have they have have an airport. I've never used it because it's on the west and I'm in the east. But um. I've used Liverpool Airport and it, it it's not bad, but I was expecting it to be a bit. It, it's a little bit on the small side. Uh, I I'm trying not to be mean. <laughs> Did you ever watch Airline on ITV? I've watched bits of it. <laughs> yeah, that was in Liverpool Airport. Oh, okay. Easy, easy jet. I thought it was in Luton, but maybe that was a different. Luton, trip. Luton, and Liverpool. Oh, okay. Okay, so anything else on Liverpool for the um, before the next one? No. Okay, so the next one to discuss is Manchester. <laughs> um, obviously, I have a lot of references to make because I spent three years living in Manchester, so I know the city fairly well. Um, uh, you mentioned um, you wanted whichever city had the biggest arena. Well, Manchester has the biggest arena at 21,000 capacity, which is the old ah. MEN arena. Um, it's also just right in the city centre as well, which is nice and convenient for everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously, uh, we mentioned the Commonwealth Games before. Uh, Manchester hosted the 2002 Commonwealth Games that went really well. And um, it's got really good transport system with the Metrolink and everything. It's got a big international airport. And uh, the thing that makes me think that this has a slight edge over Glasgow for me is that most of the BBC's headquarters are based in Salford, which is near Manchester. It's within the Greater Manchester area. I have to. It's important to distinguish Salford as its own city because they don't like it apparently. <laughs> but but uh, in terms of logistics, it's very convenient for the BBC, and that's why I have it as a slight favourite. Maybe it's partial bias because I've been saying for years that if the UK hosted Eurovision it should be in Manchester I think knowing the city it would it would um, do a really good job of hosting it um, it's a pretty big city um, there's um, 
there's enough spaces in the city centre for a Euro village and stuff like that. And obviously it's uh, pretty multicultural as well, which will help a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I would... It's my personal favourite. Um, if some other city wins, I wouldn't complain, but, like... Uh, I, I I would love Eurovision to be in Manchester personally. Get in. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, well I can get to Manchester fairly easy by train. Same. <laughs> I have not been to Manchester itself, but I have been to Greater Manchester. Okay. That's that's really weird, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I've been to a couple of shows that were in uh, places like Sale, which is a suburb of Manchester. And um, I've also visited Urmston. Um, but I've only been through Manchester City itself. So this will be a good opportunity for me to have a walk round, I think. Yeah. Some of my friends want to spend two, the whole two weeks in Salford. Um, I mean... I wouldn't recommend it, but, you know, you, you do you, I'm going to be me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's Salford Lads Club if you're a big Smiths fan, there's that. <laughs> okay, noted. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, it's, see, it feels like we're going to Manchester. Yeah. Um, but... You know, Netta has now jinxed it for them. So oh, no! Probably, probably not. <laughs> also, I did a BBC tour of um, their Salford headquarters, and it's a pretty big place and quite oh, oh. quite swish and fancy new and everything. <laughs> cool. Cool. I'm going to have to see it if we go to Manchester. Yeah. Okay, anything else about Manchester before we move on? Not really. Okay, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is starting to crack a little bit. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so next up we're going to Newcastle. Aye, aye, man. <laughs> Why, aye? Why, aye, man. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I know AJ's a Geordie, so he's probably going to be mad at us for that, but... <laughs> oh, well. Um, okay, so um, uh, the likely arena in Newcastle is the Utilita Newcastle Arena, which is 11,000 capacity, so just about the minimum needed. Um, there is a small airport, but it's mostly like holiday destinations kind of thing. And um, I don't know much about Newcastle, sorry, so that's pretty much um, all I know about it. Um, hopefully you know a bit more than me, John. Not really, no. Um, oh, no. I, know, I know one of my older brothers lives in the Newcastle area. All right. Um, and I know that um, the people of Newcastle or the Geordies are very warm and friendly people. Um Sadly, I have not yet been to Newcastle. I mean, this Eurovision would give me a wonderful um, um, excuse to go. <laughs> um, 
also, also there are a lot of uh, arenas in um, the UK called Utilitar Arena. Yeah. Um, I suppose now we know what Utilitar Energy are doing with all the money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it doesn't seem likely, but yeah, um, yeah I, I would love to go to Newcastle someday, and Eurovision would, would make Newcastle come alive. Yeah, I did find out that there is a flight route from Bristol to Newcastle, so it wouldn't be that difficult for me to get there, so... Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so, um... Oh, and, um, just one more thing. No, if Newcastle hosted Eurovision, it would not be hosted by Anton Deck. No, they're, they're ITV. They, we can't get them. No. <laughs> Oh. Maybe we could instead we could get Gaza with a bucket of chicken <laughs> and a fishing Dear rod. God. <laughs> oh, that's an old football meme, by the way. <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> well, that that's an idea for one of the postcards. <laughs> Gaza with a fishing rod and a bucket of fried chicken. <laughs> Very dark. Singing... Um, and every postcard he sings Fog on the Tyne. <laughs> My God. <laughs> oh, God. Please don't hate us, anyone from Newcastle who's listening. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh. um, one, one thing about all these arenas is that in a country like the UK, there has to be a lot of um, rescheduling of other shows because... Yeah. It's very difficult in a big country like ours to find a large arena that isn't all booked up. Yeah. Um, yeah, all I can say is that Andre Rio is probably in for a big compensation payment. <laughs> oh, dude. Like, yeah. like, I know diddly squat about classical music and I, even I'm vaguely aware of who Andre Rio is. So, um, yeah, that's... Um... That's going to be yes. quite difficult. <laughs> it's um, I think it's revenge for them not choosing Maastricht a few years ago. <laughs> can, well, can, you imagine, can you imagine if it had been Maastricht instead of Rotterdam? The interval would have been Andre Rio plays the Eurovision Classics. <laughs> I mean, he, he, his orchestra was in the bid video, for goodness sake. <laughs> it was going to happen. I remember um, Pop Bitch, they're kind of like a gossip um, <laughs> newsletter kind of thing. And like they they suspect they they I remember um, around the time that the host city was going to be announced, they mistakenly assumed that it was going to go to Maastricht because someone spotted Duncan Lawrence filming his um, host city announcement there. But I'm guessing oh. that he also did it in Rotterdam just to avoid spoilers. <laughs> well, they, they, um, they filmed two endings like Drag Race. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, anything else on Newcastle before we move on to the final city? Sadly not. Okay, so um, last but by no means least, we have Sheffield. Uh, so that makes two Yorkshire cities in the shortlist. 
Yes. <laughs> um. So um, they have the Sheffield Arena, which is thirteen and a half thousand capacity, and um, it's the other city that has a Ukrainian twin city. In Sheffield's case, it's twinned with Donetsk, so that will be oh. that might help it. Um, it's got a small um airport in Doncaster Sheffield Airport but it also has a direct link to Manchester Airport um it's um I know nothing about Sheffield other than it was where the full Monty was filmed (laughs) and um yeah I I know I know one person who lived in Sheffield for a while and um, he quite enjoyed it, but otherwise I know nothing about it. So, yeah. Um, it's the home of Lindsay Dracus. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, um, I, mean, I mentioned Yorkshire TV News um, and, and when she was picked for Eurovision, she was all over the news. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it Sheffield is the nearest of the cities to me. I can get there on a train within about an hour. And okay. uh, to, my, to my shame, I have not yet been there. <laughs> okay. Despite it being so close. Um, but I am I am going um, later this year. Um, funnily enough to see Jinx Monsoon. <laughs> oh, lucky you. And, ben, and, and Ben de la Creme. I think they come. I think they do. They're doing a tour, so I think they'll be somewhere near to you. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. <laughs> yeah, do. Anyway, Sheffield. Uh, anything else? Any other comments <sighs> on it? Ask again in a couple of months when I've actually been. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Apologies to anyone from Sheffield who's listening, but like we don't know much about the city other than it's. Th- other than it's where the old steel works was pretty much yeah i think it's a fantastic thing that that they've been shortlisted that um that the bbc believes in them yeah you know they've done they've done done, they can be really proud and again i'd love to see it yeah yeah who knows who knows (laughs) maybe if we get on a winning streak which probably isn't going to happen but um (laughs) maybe if we do maybe if we do then um some of these cities can reapply in a yeah. few years. Yeah, you never know. Okay, so that's pretty much it in terms of um, the seven candidates to host Eurovision next year. Um, so, um, as I said like earlier, I think it's between Manchester and Glasgow with Birmingham as a possible third option backup kind of thing. Would you agree? Or... I completely agree, but um, I'm ready for a nice surprise. Surprise, surprise! <laughs> I don't know how the rest of the song goes. <laughs> going back, going back to Liverpool again. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, so yeah, as we said earlier in the podcast, we're probably expecting the host city to be announced by the end of the month uh possibly um who knows how long it'll take but we but we we're pretty sure it'll probably 
be by the end of the month because otherwise that'll be pretty late for a host city announcement because <laughs> usually they're announced in the summer but um special times <coughs> I, I have to say it's amazing to see so much hype for eurovision in, here in the uk yeah definitely it's all over the news breakfast news um you know and, it, and it's incredible f for us after people put people here in the uk putting the eurovision down for so long yeah um, and now eurovision's coming couldn't, couldn't be happier to host it yeah i've been hearing from a few of my friends at press that they've been getting a lot of casual fans asking oh when's tickets coming out and it's like followed no <laughs> hands off yeah <laughs> I mean, it's difficult enough for us to get tickets, never mind the casuals. Oh, bless them. But, you know, you don't even need to get a ticket for, like, the actual live show. Like, you could go to one of the dress rehearsals, or you could even just hang out at Eurovillage. Like, they always have live performances over there, and they have tons of merch and stuff like that. So that'll be quite fun, even if you can't get tickets. Yeah, and your village here is just going to be incredible. Yeah. Uh, okay, so um, before we finish, just going to go through some admin. So, yeah, we had a bit of a long break since May, but um, I think um, I think now that we've come up with um, this um, podcast discussing the UK host city candidates, probably a good time to do probably like a couple of retro reviews before we do our junior eurovision review in december so that we'll pop the review will probably re be around last week of november first week of december roundabouts probably and then after junior's done we've got two um country special votes to do so we'll first do so shortly after junior we'll open up um the voting for the uk special which will be oh my quite... god a uk special yeah <laughs> dear dear lord and that and the podcast for that will be at the beginning of january and then sometime shortly after that we'll do a re-vote of the of everyone's favorite ukrainian entry we're not gonna do another redo of the country special because we figured that it was a bit too soon like it's only been like five or six years between wins so we thought it was probably wasn't worth doing another yeah, discussion you can go back and listen to it <laughs> yeah you're more than welcome to listen to that so um yeah, we will do a re-vote and the results for that will be announced in one of our regular national final podcasts. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so um, uh, between now and November, I think we could probably do one retro review by the end of September and then another in October and then probably sometime a few weeks gap before we do our junior review probably oh, i love the retro reviews they're my favorite part of our podcasting year oh 
Uh, I have an idea of what I want to do for the first one, but for the second one in October, I'm probably going to put it up to a poll on our Twitter. Um, in terms of what year I want us to do um, this month, um, it's a surprise. You're going to have to wait and see, listeners. <laughs> um, but um, I hope you'll appreciate it. Um, spoiler alert, it is an older year, but um, I'm pretty sure like it'll make sense what year we end up doing. But anyway. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's it for us. So hopefully we'll see you again at the end of the month for a retro review but until then goodbye goodbye